Hey, welcome to my show. Yeah! Oh, come on! Yeah! I get down! Yeah! Yeah! Y'all about to stop clapping! Welcome to the Daily Untamed Presents, the Pope Paddle Podcast! All them peas, baby! Yeah! Uh, good morning! Or should I say good evening? Or should I say good afternoon? I don't care, we here, I see the welcome! Yeah, clap. Yeah, clap. Yeah, clap. I said, "Oh, to my show." Yeah, what's up, everybody? Why y'all stop clapping? I get tired of y'all. I don't want to keep clapping. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Data Entertainment presents the Paul Paddle Podcast. You can tell by the audio that I'm not in the normal setup. Uh, I'm traveling again, okay? So, which means uh, I want to introduce y'all to our co-host. Say what up, co-host. She's not here <laughs> because I'm not with her. So, Nisha's not on this episode. If that makes you turn it off right now, I understand and I apologize. But we're going to try to keep it moving. I think next time I have to do this, uh, I'm going to just get Nisha to do it herself. You know what I'm saying? Because I think it was episode 11. No, 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 no. I don't know. It was one episode a long time ago where she ran it herself. And we got good reviews. People loved it. Um, So, yeah, if y'all want to hear Nisha by herself or y'all want her to to do the episodes when we can't be together, just uh, let us know, man. We appreciate that feedback. I'm not going to take it personal, Monica. I'm not going to take it personal. We're going to get into it. I'm not going to go too long this time because it is just me, and I know y'all get tired of my voice (laughs) and me saying inappropriate stuff. One of my daughters said that uh, I always say inappropriate stuff, so I'm going to keep it very PG. I'm also going to refrain from talking about politics too much. Um, you are, everybody already knows by this point, we're at episode 28, I believe. So if you don't realize that it is a few things we can't talk about on this show by now, (laughs) you're sadly lost. So, um, yeah, I am Rome E. Creek. The E stands for emolument, emolument. Okay. I don't know. I've never heard that word before, uh, the end of last month, but it got a lot of traffic and it started with an E. So I want to talk about it. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, the word is spelled E M O L U M E N T. Emolument. Emolument. Like, I'm not that smart. I never went to college, but yeah, it's pretty much uh, money that you get from employment or holding office. Okay. So I don't know. It, it's a, it's an old term from the constitution. And I think it was around since like the 1500s or something. Nobody ever uses it, but when people start violating the constitution, which don't get me started on the writers of the constitution and uh, how we use the constitution. Don't get me started. I, certain things I can't say anyway, but uh, <laughs> it's a lot of words and things in there that don't really make sense anymore but the reason that it's popular uh, that word has become popular again is because of president trump and i'm not gonna say much i don't say much about president trump he's our current president so he's the leader of the country so talking trash about him is kind of dumb it's like how 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 like when you outside your father's house you don't talk bad about your father and 
I, won't, I don't want to say he's our daddy, but <laughs> he, he is the, the leader of our country. So if you're saying stupid stuff about him, especially if you're in certain professions, you're kind of dumb. But what, uh, I just want to talk about it factually. So President Trump, Trump is alleged to be uh, violating the moment, emoluments <laughs> I'm never going to say it right. The emoluments clause of the Constitution, which means that he can't receive direct payment from another country, like a, a king or um, or any officials from another state. Or by state, I don't mean like Massachusetts. I mean like <laughs> like uh, Russia. All right. <laughs> so going, I can't say much. That's why I need a real alias. Like it's funny because everybody knows that Rome E. Creek is my alias. It's to the point where it's not even an alias anymore. It's just a nickname or another name. You know what I'm saying? And it never really was an alias. It was I, I don't want to get get into it. But yeah, so we're gonna move to the quote of the week. See, we're moving through it. Poo 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 poo. We five minutes in. You know what I'm saying? Usually when it's me and Niche and she be poking at me and making me say more stuff than I probably should. When, when it's me and Niche we it takes a while for us to get to the quarter of the week. So the quarter of the week is by James Baldwin. Uh, he's an author and an activist, and uh, a lot of people know him for writing "Go Tell It on the Mountain." Not like not not the song. The, Go tell it on the mountain. All oh, y'all southerners, especially older southerners, were feeling it. as soon as I started singing it. <laughs> Go tell it on the mountain. No, nah, no, nah, but not that. Uh, it was a book. Uh, his birthday was uh, August. The second, so which is today, if you're listening to it right now, uh, August 2nd. And the quote is, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it's faced. And uh, a lot of us, we're in situations that uh, that aren't as desirable as we would like. Um, and we also experience things that aren't that great. And we, one of our coping mechanisms is to ignore things or to act like they don't exist whether that be you're in a relationship with somebody who treats you wrong and you try to act like it doesn't happen or uh your finances are trash and you don't go through the 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 uh the the steps the necessary steps to fix your finances like budgeting or or even just going to someone and asking them to teach you certain things about money because that's a big problem in our education system nobody knows anything about money i learned about the vietnam war for months and months and months and never learned about I don't, I never knew what home equity was. That that's something that I need to know. <laughs> I don't need to know about the Vietnam all, the Vietnam War. Okay, we were at war. People died. Move on. That's not going to help me right now because I don't even control war. Even in my you know my profession that we talked about before, I was part of war, but I didn't control war. <laughs> So it it's great to know that history and stuff like that, but it's very it's much more important for people to um to understand finances, you know. And we can talk about it until we blew in the face. <laughs> I hate that term too, but we can talk about it all day. But uh, and how that's a way to keep people in a certain space by not giving them education and not telling them what's what. You know what I'm saying? And if we can argue about it if you want to argue about it. Hit me up. <laughs> Hit us up. Matter of fact, send all your your arguments, all your uh, gripes and complaints. Send them to Ghani because he ain't here anyway. So uh, G-H-A-N-I at 
D-A-E-N-O-E-N-T dot com. You know, if you got any problems with anything I'm saying or you want to contest anything I'm saying or not saying, uh, hit him up and he'll tell me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can't you can't change anything until you face it head on, till you address it, till you understand what the problem is, till you deal with it head on. If not, it, it, a lot of a lot of times, and, and I think this is a big essence of the uh, the quote. A lot of times things seem so daunting, and we say it's never going to change. Oh, that's never going to change. It's going to be like that forever. So we don't do anything about it <laughs> which will make it not change and we could talk i try not to talk about politics but just looking at like political climate or just looking at your your own environment let's not make it too political look at your own environment look at the streets you live in a lot of times we look at the streets we live in and the conditions we live in and we're like oh it'll never change well it's not gonna change if you don't do nothing about it you know what i'm saying and you can do something about it we had this lady in my neighborhood named miss marva Okay, and I'm sorry about the sound in here again. I'm gonna try to uh, fix it post production, but uh, there was a lady named Miss Marva lived on my block, right? And she used to come out and clean the neighborhood. And I'm from Philly, and I'm not gonna talk bad about my city, but you know, some some streets aren't the cleanest, especially how uh, the sanitation department how they do things. Like sometimes trash just wouldn't be picked up for weeks at a time. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Um, Miss Marvin used to come out and clean the block and, and she would try to get people to clean up with her and she would get upset with us for not like for the adults and the kids for not cleaning up too and not taking pride in where we lived. And, you know, I had the same mindset as the adults that I was around. I'm like, nah, I ain't cleaning up. That ain't my job. But we would complain about it being so trash. <laughs> it is your job. That's your community. Even though you don't own them streets, dudes up the street from you will say, oh, this, these are streets. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 46th Street, bong, bong. You know, that's where I'm from. You know, uh, we'll claim the streets, but we won't claim ownership of them. We, don't, we won't claim responsibility. That's what, that's what it is. We'll claim ownership, but we won't claim responsibility. You got to clean up, man. You got to make sure things are right where you're living at. And, and you'll see that... <sighs> It's like when the, when the street is already dirty, you feel okay throwing shit on the ground or throwing stuff on the ground. See, I'm inappropriate. I'm sorry, <laughs> Chatty Kathy. I'm sorry, but uh, you feel you feel uh, comfortable throwing stuff on the ground. But when you go into a nice, pristine neighborhood, unless you're just being a jerk, you don't feel right throwing stuff on the ground. But the point is, if you live somewhere and these are this is a problem within your neighborhood, then you need to fix it. And that's not just cleaning up or anything like that. Like, that's fixing crime. That's uh, bring, keeping money in the community. It's so many things that we look at as things that we can't change. And they never change because we think we can't change it. It's a defeatist attitude that creates a perpetual cycle of nothingness. <laughs> Nobody's doing anything to fix the problems that we complain about. You got to do something about it. So, of course, like not everything that is faced can be changed. You can't change everything. You know what I'm saying? This whole... this. I'm not, okay, certain elections of certain officials, you know, they've already been elected. You can't do anything about it, but you can do things in the future. And vote local, man. And I'm saying that I need to vote local. Like, I'm understanding the importance of that even more and more with shootings and stuff like that that's going on and uh, policies. I just saw a video where there was a dude in Georgia uh, talking, <laughs> talking about keep these uh, Muslims out of the country. And he had, like, a, a dummy with a sausage penis like a fake uh penis but it was a sausage and he chopped it off and ate it 
and he was yelling about keeping Muslims out of the country and they, they uh, hurting our women and all this stuff. These are the people that were elected. Did you vote for them? Did you? Because <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so you can change it, man. You can change it. And it, it and change comes with knowledge. Like you have to know that something needs to be changed before you can change it. And even before you can change it, after knowing that something that can be changed or something that something needs to be changed, you need to understand that something can be changed. You know what I'm saying? Because we say it all the time. Like, oh, this is trash. Somebody need to fix it. You fix it. Okay. You fix it. Understand what's going on in politics. Understand what's going on in your neighborhood. Not just politics. Understand what's going on in your neighborhood. Because it's politics that you understand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like shit like check or stuff like checking in. See? Some things I get a, I have a problem with, and even though I'm smiling, you might hear a strategic cuss word here or there. You understand how I really feel about stuff. But you know, like checking in and stuff like that, you understand the politics, you understand colors and stuff like that, but you don't understand politics that actually control your money or control the dudes patrolling your neighborhood you don't understand them politics but you understand other politics that don't matter you know what i'm saying you understand google streaming and stuff like that anyway <laughs> and i'm a culprit too you know what i'm saying i'm i'm just trying to get right and i'm pulling y'all with me <laughs> I, I am not a righteous man by any any means i'm not that smart and i don't know much but I know I love you. All right, let's move on. Speaking of like laws and stuff, um, I was talking to Niche and uh, I was telling her there's a few states that don't charge uh, income tax. And I would like to live in those states. <laughs> but both of them are cold states. So the only states that are uh, considered warm states that don't charge state income tax currently are Nevada, Texas, in Florida and Tennessee by 2021, they won't charge income tax either. So me and Nisha were talking about those different states and we talked about Florida. She's like, I don't even want to go to Florida. It's too much stand your ground. People getting shot. Somebody just got shot. This stand your ground crap is killing me. And, and, and I'm saying that figuratively, but it's killing people for real. And I don't want to get into it too much because I, I really don't understand, like, how can you say I felt threatened? Like, I can say I feel threatened at any moment, you know what I'm saying? And and, and you don't have to corroborate that. You could just blow a dude's head off, you know what I'm saying? And I have to feel like if it was... If it was in reverse, <laughs> if you see a whole bunch of Zopound cats out there in Florida blowing people's brains out and saying, you know, white dudes or, or whoever that, that aren't of higher pigment, if they were out there blowing people's brains out and they were standing their ground, I don't think that the results would be the same. So be safe out there, man. And and this is what I always say, like, people are always like, oh, they got guns. I'll get a gun, too. A gun won't keep you from getting shot. There's a few other things that you can do to keep you from getting shot. But if dudes out here just crazy and racist and shooting you off the rip, then there's nothing you can do. Or there are things you can do about it, but, you know, the you having a gun <laughs> isn't going to keep you from getting shot in the face, okay? It may deter people from trying. It may deter people from pulling, but it's not going to keep you from getting shot in the face. So just be careful out there, man. Um, and I... I was, I was about to say law-abiding citizens. Even if you break in the law and it's, like, not not a violent thing or you're not hurting no kids or no women or nothing like that, 
Um, and you know what I mean when I say hurting women. Because if you're stealing from women, I don't think you need to get shot. But there's certain things that you might do to a woman or a man that you deserve it. But I don't want to get into that too much. <laughs> but if you out here selling drugs, you don't deserve to get shot. Selling drugs is n- nothing, okay? Uh, <laughs> there are certain things that you can do to, to other human beings that are universally wrong. But most things aren't, okay? If I say, is killing wrong, most of y'all will say, okay. But each and every one of y'all cheered when, when Barack said he killed that we killed Osama. A lot of y'all cheered when we killed Saddam Hussein. A lot of y'all cheered when y'all found out, and I'm going back, that Hitler was dead. So killing is not wrong to you. Killing certain people in certain certain circumstances is wrong to you. Just like doing drugs or selling drugs is not wrong to you because you drink alcohol, okay? That's a drug. There's more people who die from the use of alcohol than any other drugs combined in the United States. You know why? Because it's legal and readily available, okay? You and you you can <laughs> when last time you heard somebody uh smoking weed and driving and and killing a whole bunch of people because they were impaired it usually doesn't happen like that it's because you're on alcohol also there's other drugs like all these opioids that are being prescribed to people and people are addicted to it and they end up using heroin or or getting uh opiates uh illegally and they're overdosing on them or they're using them incorrectly and they're committing crimes to get them. But originally they were addicted to something that was legal and you're okay with pharmaceutical companies, right? And I need to stop talking trash because pharmaceutical companies got pulled, but you're okay with that, but you're not okay with dudes selling crack. Like, Oh, they out here selling crack. They destroying the community. They not destroying the community. You destroying your community by buying it. If I <laughs> if I tell you, hey, look, I got this uh, this bag of poo, and I'm not talking about jengum or, or what is it called that that fake that fake story where people were <laughs> were fermenting poo in their closets and huffing it to get high. I'm not talking about that. I'm just or even if I'm talking about that, I'm ta- I'm talking about that. I got a bag of poo, right? I'm going to charge you $15 for it, okay? It's going to get you high, but it's all, here are all the side effects of it, okay? I'm going to write it down, or you can see it on TV, you can see it on movies, you can see it on the internet what all the side effects are. Here you go. If your child came home and told you that they bought a bag of poo, you would be upset with your child more so than the person who sold him the poo. You would be like, yo, that person that sold him the poo is a dirt bag, but why'd you buy it? You knew that it was a bag of poo. You knew that it was bad for you, but yet you put it in your body or on your body or you purchased it. It's the same thing with crack. It's the same thing with alcohol. It's the same thing with, and and I was about to say it's the same thing with some of these opioids, but it's not the same thing as those because you trust these doctors to have your best interest at hand. They take the, the I am about to say the, hypocr- the hypocritic oath. The, however you say it, they take an oath. <laughs> I need to stop doing that because y'all really going to think that I'm serious. Shut up, Siri. All right, look. Siri was trying to get in, so before I continue on, I'm going to have a word from our sponsors. What damn sponsors, man? 
<laughs> we ain't got no damn sponsors. Siri just being disrespectful. But now nah, these form these uh doctors, they write you a prescription. Some of us, because some of us know what we're doing when we go to these doctors and they we get bad scripts. I've seen you. Stop it. But yeah, we go to these doctors and we think that they got our best interests at hand because it's legal. Because these are large companies that we know and believe in. You always taught to trust your doctor. In fact, if you're taking something or you're doing something that your doctor told you to do or to take and you don't feel right doing it and you stop doing it and you get sick or people will tell you, oh, you should have listened to your doctor. Oh, you think you a doctor? You ain't smart. You, you, you know what I'm saying? So this human being is giving you something that may be detrimental to you, but also give you an effect that you want. And we're okay with this person, but not this person. You know what I'm saying? What's the difference between this doctor giving you opioids and this dude up the street giving you heroin? What's the difference? Either way, your pain is gone, and either way, your ass is addicted. The only difference is one is legal, one has a degree, and the other one doesn't. Okay? And then, of course, with selling illegal drugs, there's always going to be a crime element to it. That's just how it is. With alcohol, that's how it was during Prohibition. All these people talk about gangsters. Oh, you dress like a gangster. So people would think, oh, you wear jeans or, or white tees, you know, when I came up. Or now dudes are wearing wearing uh, uh, leopard print skinny jeans and stuff like that. But, you know what I'm saying? But, like, that's what you think of a gangster. But gangsters wore suits, man. Gangsters wore suits because those gangsters... And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the original gangsters in America. You know what I'm saying? The ones that wore powder wigs. <laughs> but I'm talking about the gangsters in America wore suits, man. And and they were and it was a crime syndicate surrounded uh, surrounding uh, alcohol use because alcohol was illegal and people still wanted alcohol. So you had these dudes that were brave enough and had the resources to get you alcohol because people will always get high no matter what. No, <laughs> religion has existed for longer than all of us, but yet <laughs> religion will not keep everybody from getting high. Laws have existed, but laws will not keep us from getting high. Humans will always get high. So you vilifying dudes that are making money off of you getting high is stupid. If you don't want people selling drugs, then stop buying drugs. Because people won't sell stuff that isn't being bought. Eh? Eh? So get off your high horse with the stupid stuff. You, you know what I'm saying? You taking Advil, you know, 30 times a day, violating, the, violating what the bottle says. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you dependent on pain pills. You dependent on, 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 on test boosters. You dependent on, on creatine. You dependent on all these different things that you don't even know what it is. You know what I'm saying? And it's, but it's legal. So you're okay with it. And like I always say, there are no crimes if there are no laws. So all of that stuff is dependent. None of these things that we consider bad, or a lot of these things that we consider bad, aren't universal. And they aren't time-tested. If you go back, what, 20 years from now, it was okay if your wife said no to take it. How does that make you feel? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People weren't going to jail for that. But now, of course, you are. Because we fixed it. It was, a, it was a, a function of time and a function of people having paradigm shifts or people just saying, okay, this law was stupid. <laughs> this, this is bad. You know what I'm saying? So pay attention to what's going on. Pay attention to what you're saying. Shut up, Siri. I need to take this watch off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So pay attention to what's going on. 
this is why I need niche here because I'm rambling and then my watch is going off. I ain't got Ghani here. I'm over here is echoing. Everything is bad. I need my woman. I need my woman. <laughs> I don't want to go too far over, so I'm not going to get to the, the topic that I wanted to get to. I just went off about staying your ground and, and drugs. And stop. Just stop it with the, oh, drug dealers are bad. Shut up. You're bad. Of course. Of course. Let me clarify. I'm not going to sell the stuff because I see what it does to people. But I also don't want to sell alcohol because I see what it does to people. So it's not a... It's, it's, and, and also, I don't want to sell it because I don't want to go to jail. But even if crack became legal, I wouldn't want to sell it because I see what it does to people. On the converse, the only reason I wouldn't want to sell marijuana is because it's illegal. I, I've, I've never seen for myself marijuana be an extreme detriment to a person. Now, of course, them buying too much marijuana <laughs> and not paying their bills, okay, that would be a detriment. But I see the thing, same thing with shoes. And shoes are perfectly legal. I know people, You, we all know people who buy too many clothes and shoes or spend too much money on a man or a woman and they don't. They, they don't have enough money to spend on their bills or, or to take care of their kids. But the things that they spent the money on aren't illegal. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to do crack, do crack. Just stay away from my house. But what I'm saying is I wouldn't want to sell it because I've seen what it does to people. What the drug does to people and what people using the drug does to them. You got to be smart. And you have to have self-control and not use the drugs and not let the drug use you. It's not about the person selling it. You're being dumb. People will always get high. You know what I'm saying? Because if you could just arrest everybody and get rid of the drugs, how come the prisons are full? Prisons are being filled up, but people are still doing drugs. And methamphetamine, like, I'm looking around right now at the stuff around me. I bet, and I don't know because I've never done any of this, but I can look around and based on what I've seen on the Internet, I can make methamphetamines right now. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what it is. I don't, but I know a bunch of people in Arizona blowing up their damn houses trying to make it to sell it. So stop it with the stupid stuff. All right, let's move on. The question of the week. <laughs> Before we go to the question of the week, a word from our sponsors. What damn sponsors, man? <laughs> all right, all right. The question of the week. What was your worst job? And I didn't know if we... Oh, 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 oh. Before I move on. Okay. Before I go to the question of the week, because I was about to say, I don't know if we've done it before, um, but it came to mind when I was having the conversation, but... Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a contest, a little makeshift contest, where um, I asked the audience to find the episode where I use an E-word that I was using in that episode. So I, I wanted to know if I repeated that word, and if so, which episode. And uh, one of our listeners found it quick, easy, like the episode had only been, that episode had only been published for like a few hours and uh, we got a message saying, okay, I know what episode you used it in. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we got to figure out a prize to give this person. Um, but uh, I just want to say, man, our, our loyal listeners and the people that are hitting us up saying, hey, I got to catch up. I'm on this episode. Man, we love y'all, man. And we appreciate y'all. Everything, man, everything y'all doing for us and just listening to us and passing on. Um, you know our links and stuff like that, and and even telling artists to get up on it so that so they can get up on the podcast. That that means a lot to us. So we love y'all. But yeah, the question of the week: what is what was your worst job? And I wish Nisha was here, man, because uh, I know she got some stories. Because hers probably isn't even just the job itself. 
she got bad luck with people around her just being bad. And I've seen them myself. At first, I thought she was exaggerating. And then I started to see these people. I'm like, how do you just keep being surrounded by people that do and say crazy stuff? So um, I might uh, ask it again uh, next week when we get Nisha back on. But, yeah, what was your worst job? My worst job, my most disgusting job was when I used to clean up after butchers. But that was all right because uh, I had a time limit, of course, because I, I, I worked. Oh, a lot of noise out there. I worked eight hours, but, um, you know, I worked on my own time. I just need to make sure it was all clean before the end of that eight hours. But my worst job was probably when I was a telemarketer. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Anytime you walk down into a building, it's bad. Don't go, okay? So the place where we, the call center was like the basement of a house, but you you never entered the house. You entered the basement, right? And this was when I lived in Pennsylvania. Uh, and usually you'll never hear me say I lived in Pennsylvania because I'm from the great state of Philadelphia. But anyway, this is when I lived in Pennsylvania. And you walked down into it, and it was a very dark, ominous room. And there was a whole bunch of dudes in there. There was, there was no females. Was a whole bunch of dudes, and a couple of them dipped. And one of the dudes accidentally drank one of the dudes' dip cup. It was so gross. But, like, the job was not rewarding at all. And our objective, our objective was to um, solicit uh, donations for burn victims. And whenever somebody asked us how much goes to the burn victim, we could answer. But if they asked another question after that and, and didn't sound like they were donating, we had to automatically give the phone to a supervisor. And it was a few questions that were key questions that if people asked, we had to give the phone to a supervisor. And like, like, so... The amount that went to the burn victims was only like 20%. And people, I didn't understand at the time. I was in high school. I didn't understand why that was so bad. And now as I grow up, I kind of get it. You know what I'm saying? People don't want, they they don't want 70, 75 to 78% of their money, <laughs> the, the money that they donate um, going, they don't know where it goes. They want it to go to help the victims or, or whoever uh, they're trying to benefit. So I understood it, but it was just weird. And then I only worked there for like a couple weeks and then I just got fired abruptly. I can't say it was abrupt because me, this dude, Dave and this dude, Eli, and y'all know these dudes, they both Haitian, but <laughs> it's funny that I was talking about the Zopal. Now I'm talking about Haitian dudes I work with, but yeah, they, um, I got. I was about to go off into stories. See, I'm keeping myself on track, and we 30 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, um, we all got the job at the same time, the same day, and then Dave got fired. And then I was like, ah, it's weird for him to have gotten fired. And I'm like, why'd you get fired? They said I wasn't producing. Enough. He said they said I wasn't producing enough. And then I realized, like, a few days had gone by where I hadn't had a sale. Um, my phone calls were going too long. I used to call people with different voices. Like, every time I would call somebody, I would use a different voice <laughs> on the phone and, uh, <laughs> and call people. One time, one dude started yelling at me on the phone. And he's like, can you stop yelling at me, ma'am? <laughs> he was so upset <laughs> by the way I was talking on the phone. Man, I picked the worst place to do this episode. Look, this is a struggle with Paul Paddle. We ain't got him. <laughs> this is the, as poor paddly as we've been. But, yeah, um, so Dave got fired, and I was like, man, I'm next. And sure enough, I got fired, but Eli stayed. I was like, okay, that's dope. Then I saw that dude in school. He's like, man, I got fired, too. I was like, all right, man, that's crazy. 
So they hit me up. I was like, hey, come get your last check. So I went to go get my check, and the place was closed during during the normal business hours. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And, you know, uh, we had cell phones at the time, so I had to walk and um, use the pay phone. And uh, I'm showing my age, right? <laughs> so uh, I'm calling the dude. I can't remember his name. And he finally shows up, and uh, he gives me my check. And I'm like, hey, man, um, where is everybody? What happened? And he just shakes his head and walks away. And I never saw him again or any of the people that worked there other than Dave and Eli. And I, I think it was a scam. And I hope I wasn't part of a scam that was stealing money from people because we didn't get many sales at all anyway. But, like, I just feel bad. And it was it was the worst job because it wasn't rewarding at all. And I didn't really understand what I was doing. I did realize that uh, whenever you tell people, yeah, take my name off the list. They're never taking your name off the list. Just stop telling them that. They don't take your name off the list. They just put it at the bottom. Okay? That's a little tidbit of information for you. They never take your name off the list, so you're wasting your breath. So don't even yell at them. And most of the time, the dude that you're talking to has no idea what he's doing. He's just trying to get some money so, <laughs> so he can buy snacks at school. All right, look. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I want to start doing a book club. I was doing health tips. And I'll still do health tips when they come to mind or when somebody tells me something new. Oh, yeah, here's a health tip. Stop doing drugs, okay? Any drugs, stop doing them, even if they're legal. But anyway, um, I want to start doing this book club because I think it's dope. I, I don't think we read enough, and I think that paper books are archaic and going away. But it's something about, you know, having something in your hand, like a tactile thing, and you're reading and, and learning um, with other people. So me and Nish, we're going to read books together. The book that we read now, and I know it's not by a black author, but whatever, people rave about it. The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Um, we're going to try, try it out. You know, we're still very new to being married and everything. So, um, you know, we're just trying to do things the right way, man. See, black love, black love. <laughs> we're trying to do it right. So, um, I think every week this month we're going to come on and talk about what we uh learned from the book what we thought about the book and if y'all want to read with us man and uh send us in you know email us or some of y'all got my number if you've ever gotten my car you got my number and it was a couple other people uh back when i was in louisiana that were giving out my car a little bit too so um yeah hit us up and we'll talk about the book, but get the book. I mean, most of y'all can just download the book anyway. The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, and we're going to talk about it next week. I, I read the first chapter uh, tonight, and we're, going, we're just going to keep going. Um, announcements, announcements. So, Rome E. Creek, that's me, will be at the Arts in the Heart of Augusta on the 15th of September from 4 to 4.30 on the Troubadour stage. So, come come show me some support. Show me some love in, uh, in Augusta and don't tell nobody, ain't gonna tell nobody. All right, yeah, don't tell nobody, but uh, look, if you've ever been on, this this is my thing, if you've ever been on the Poor Paddle Podcast and you're not in the festival and you want a little bit of stage time where you just want to shout out, just hit me up and I'll make sure you get it. This is what I do, man, like, because it's, it's, it's no real benefit in trying to keep things for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I shouldn't say it like that. Me performing by myself for a half hour, I don't get anything more than giving five minutes to shout somebody else out. 
You know what I'm saying? 25 minutes and 30 minutes are exactly the same for me and what I'm going to do on stage. So if I can spend a little bit of that time to big up somebody else or, or show somebody some love or, or let them say something or spit something real quick, you know what I'm saying, and we don't get kicked out, then, <laughs> then I'm going to do it. This whole podcast, we, we spend a lot of time shouting other people out. Um, we've been slacking on the business, so we need to ramp it up. So if y'all got some black business or small business y'all, y'all want us to promote, um, we'll check them out, and then we'll talk about it, and we'll promote them. But I want to move on. We have 35 minutes. All right, so the song of the week. <laughs> so we did get some uh, some angry words because last week we did not have a song of the week. And the reason was we decided real late to um, who we who, who we were going to use and um you know we didn't we didn't have we didn't promote the way i wanted to and even this week we still didn't because life life happens you know and down in georgia they just started school on the first okay which is weird to me i'm from philly we don't start school till labor day after labor day where people i guess not supposed to wear white shoes or something i don't know i don't know i'm i was poor so we wore whatever we had but uh yeah <laughs> so we are returning in full force with the uh, song of the week. So this time we're not just giving you a, a songstress. She's also a poet. And that's really important to me because if y'all have listened to previous episodes, we wanted to get more poets on here, um, not just rappers or singers. We wanted rappers, singers, poets. You know what I'm saying? We wanted to uh, run the gambit. And even if we can get uh, instrumentalists and we just play their music, because mostly we just play Swain stuff. Swain will always have a part on this podcast or anything we do because Swain is our boy. So, yeah, uh, this week the song will come from a young lady that goes by the name of Poetic Drops of Honey, okay? And uh, she's a spoken word artist, neo-soul artist. She's a dancer and a musician, okay? So it's really dope and important to me that people are multifaceted i really love it you know especially if they can do something i can't do and if you see me dance like my top portion you think i was dope but once you see my legs you're like oh dude's trash it's like when i'm at the basketball court and i want to get picked like i'll stand still and just like show all my my dribbling dribbling moves standing still you're like oh he might can play and then i get on the court and i miss every shot I'm running slow, I'm limping, I can't jump, nothing. I'm going to trick you, and that's what I do with dancing, too. So <laughs> people that can dance or can draw, man, I, I, I'm in envy. But uh, this young lady, uh, Poetic Drops of Honey, she has her own website. Just Google Poetic Drops of Honey. Uh, we've looked at her YouTube videos, her songs. She's everywhere. She is working, okay? And very positive attitude every time I talk to her. Very positive attitude. Very conscious young lady, too. Um, I didn't get to see her perform live because the venue where I met her, um, it was a lot of people on the list that day. Oh, it was ridiculous. It was wonderful. But when I say ridiculous, I mean, like, just the amount of people that were at this event was great. Um, But she didn't get to perform. But I was able to see her on Instagram and uh, YouTube and everything. Just wonderful. And this song is actually sort of a cover. I don't want to ruin it. (laughs) Because she covers songs but adds her own stuff to it. So I'm not going to say much more. The track is probably already planned. Um, I ain't. I, I didn't get to my topic as usual. That's why I need niche here. Ghani Ben abandoned us. <laughs> but yeah, um, shout out to Swain for the uh, instrumental in the beginning. Shout out to Niche for being Niche. Uh, shout out to Ghani for uh, for bringing in the music. Um, well, 
I'm not giving Ghani credit for bringing in the music, but Ghani receives the music and he'll filter it to us because he knows some things I'm not going to play. <laughs> so shout out to Ghani and shout out to Murph uh, for making the flyers for us, even though he put the wrong uh, episode for this one. But yeah, um, yeah, the uh, song today is from Poetic Drops of Honey, and we will see y'all next week. You got anything to say, Niche? She ain't here. But uh, have a good sandwich, y'all. Peace. <laughs>
keeps rolling on, it keeps rolling, it keeps rolling, it keeps rolling, it keeps rolling.